so Miss Bertha, we're back with another story. And now we're going to talk about Kina. So um, tell me a little bit about how your conversation went with Kina. Oh, I always enjoy talking to Kina because uh, she has such a wealth of knowledge and she's experienced uh, so much in her young life and just to see her and hear her as she walked in her faith right now is really just, just special. So as I know we've probably talked about before or just even on different platforms is that all of us are influencers. So we, we get to see each other on the screen uh, at least twice a month. And we know that also Kina does a lot of the, um, like the mindfulness and really taking care of your mental health and sick and self-care, especially during COVID. Um, yeah, I just want to hear from Kina on this one, because I know she talks about being an influencer in the Ben Harbor community and how I, too, draw so much from Kina, even with us. We used to get up in the morning before 6 a.m. and walk at Karande. And when she didn't show up in the morning, I'd be upset. Like, it would be me and Toy, and we're just like, okay, Kina not coming today. Okay, because we knew we were gonna, she was gonna drop a nugget or two on us. So I'm just really excited that she even agreed to be a part of influencers. But let's um, hear from her when she's talking about being an influencer in Benton Harbor. You think of influence in this community of Benton Harbor. What does it look like to you? <laughs> Layered. <laughs> it, it, it looks. It, it looks very, very layered. Um, I hear stories that my mom have shared with me that at one time the city was a thriving city. Mm-hmm. I see that Benton Harbor has taken a lot of losses. And that's due to a lot of things that has happened within leadership um, within our community. Mm-hmm. So there are things, if I'm hearing you correctly, that could be done better to to uh, to to expand some of the positives in Benton Harbor. I, Is that what you? Uh, there's definitely a lot that can be done um, within our within our system. Um, I, I'm just I'm trying. I'm, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but. Um, even when you look at our Benton, at the Benton Harbor school system and everything that has happened with with our school system, and you look at the surrounding schools that don't have some of the same issues that we have within within our community. I was waiting <laughs> to hear what your response was to your question of. What does it look like? And when she said layered, I said, mm, that's a great way of putting it. So my question to you, what does influence in Ben Harbor community look like for you? Like, what are some stories that you can even share when it comes to influence? Well, I think there's, uh, there are, are formal 
influencers and the city government and the county government and all of that. But there are so many unofficial influencers in Bettina Harbor. And I think that's that's the real story behind Benton Harbor. There are so many people who play a role as influencers. They don't know that that's what they're called for the most part, but they are. Because you can go down the street and there's Miss Annie that everybody know. And if you want something done in the community, you got to see Miss Annie. Mm. And Miss Annie will make it happen for you. There's uh, uh, old man Fred that walks the block and picks up paper and and cans off the street corners and and uh, talks to the the kids when they're misbehaving. Uh, those are the influences that people don't always talk about, but they have a lot of stories because they see a lot, they know a lot, and they are the ones who, when you talk about the city and whether or not it's alive, those are the people who allow you to see that the city is rising up in the midst of all of the ugliness that you hear and the negatives that keep coming against us, those people keep saying, we're here, we're alive, and we're not going anywhere. We're gonna make things happen. You may not always see it the way you wanna see it, but it's it's going down like this in a positive way. Our unsung heroes almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And even coming from, you know, this this small knit community, it's so many other people like that that have, like you said, we have so many stories or you come in contact with them or you they've left a positive impact on your life. It's like if I can just have a little bit of what Miss Annie had or just a little bit of what Miss Fred had, I mm-hmm. feel like we'll we'll continue to go in the right direction. Hmm share one story. Renika, let me share one story with you. Please. I remember growing, I remember growing up and we were poor. We were so poor. We didn't know how poor we were until the kids, other kids who were poor told us (laughs) how poor we were. (laughs) But one, one time we were in the house with very little to eat and not knowing where we were going to get any food. Um, And there were a lot of us kids. And we looked up one day, I don't know how she knew it, but there was a woman from the Seventh-day Adventist church, didn't eat meat, but she came to our house with bags of groceries. Her name was Mother Emma Daniels. She she brought groceries to our house and she had meat in the bags uh, included for us to eat. I have never forgotten that in all of these years. And it just lets you see that for some reason, 
I don't know who told her. I don't know who suspected that this was happening to us. But this lady didn't even know us. And she came and she was an angel influence to us. And I would venture to say that if she did it for us, there had to be many more people that she influenced along the way. And, uh, you know, that's a story that I won't forget. Mm -hmm. So when we think about influence, we think about um, change and people seeing a need and wanting to make that change, whether it's by themselves, like, oh, it's like, you know, I could just take care of it or even having a group of people. And I almost feel like when you have so many influencers together that you have a strong leadership team. And yeah, I, I know I'm going to be honestly segue, but or a sidebar, I'm going to be thinking about this story probably for the rest of the day that you just shared, because it's, people like it's people like Miss Daniels that keep the community alive I feel um but yeah uh because I'm trying not to get emotional because I, I know that there's so many people in this community that do the same thing and mm. so perception of leadership in Ben Harbor Kina talks a little bit about that, and she also gives some examples of leadership in this community. So let's hear from Kina, and then I'll see what you have to say. Um, do you see the leadership of, of the elected officials in Benton Harbor getting better anytime soon? You know, again, that, that's a loaded question. And I think sometimes people do the best they can with the hand that they have been dealt. Mm -hmm. One of the concerns that I have when you, you have surrounding communities with the ability to support and give us resources in the mm -hmm. community that's needed mm -hmm. and that's not happening. And when you think about systematically what has happened, even again with our school district, uh, I know that Benton Harbor has so much talent, so much potential. Um, Benton Harbor, we're a diamond in a rough. Mm -hmm. And so it would be great to have some of the resources to help Benton Harbor reach the potential that they definitely can reach. Okay. Can you tell me about a time when you've seen somebody demonstrate leadership in a positive way? Oh, I'm, I'm trying to pick out just... So uh, his name is Pastor Torres Montgomery. Mm -hmm. He's worked with um, the MIAP program and helped our uh, teens with different projects that we've been working on. He's came to, to speak to our teens. He's came to encourage our teens. Um, Trina Wells have came and did um, different workshops 
taking on that leadership role to educate and motivate um, our young people. So there, there are so many, I can just go on um, and on. Uh, Willie T. Burton has worked with our, with our young people. It's, it's numerous people that I know within this community that have um, stood up and have shown um, leadership within this community. Okay. And, and we know it's very true that um, there are so many unofficial leaders that don't yes. have the titles, don't yes. have the degrees, don't have the status in the community. And, 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 and they can get out there and get yes. people to do stuff that some of us never imagined could happen. Have you met any people I, I, like that? <laughs> you know what? I met so many people that I, I surround myself are what I call with the unsung heroes that do so much work that you never hear about. And they, yeah. they do it just because um, that they have a passion. I hear um, her name is Yvonne Hester. Um, oh, in, in, in Benton Harbor, yes. um, as Benton Harbor Street Ministry, she's helped uh, a lot of families, and, and she's someone that I know that you don't hear her name um, a lot, but I know that she's done a lot of things to help help people. I can just, there's a lot of people within this community. Matter mm. of fact, the leaders that you hear about within this community, if it wasn't for those people that you didn't hear about. Mm. Um, I think they they really provide that additional undergirding to make it possible for mm -hmm. those people that have that platform, that mm -hmm. have the titles yes. as the leaders. I think yes. it's those people. I didn't even know she said unsung hero. So that makes it even better. <laughs> when she said, yeah. I said, oh, OK, Kena. Okay. OK. <laughs> So how did you identify? Because, I mean, she even named um, a couple people that I didn't know. I don't know personally, but I've heard of the impact that they've made even um, within the community. So, um, I mean, you already gave us one story, but I feel like you have another one inside of you, Miss Bertha. Another story for <laughs> us when it comes to um, even examples of leadership. Well, there are so many people to be proud of. Uh, one one uh, young lady in particular uh, had a child as a teenager, went on to, to college, has a double master's, uh, has evolved. I believe she's working on a doctorate now, worked uh, with Kellogg Foundation right out of Benton Harbor. And now she's working, uh, well, not working, but she and her husband own this GR Noor uh, oh, yeah. restaurant, yeah. jazz bar yeah. in, in Grand Rapids, and it's Nadia Brigham and, and Shatan Brigham. I am so proud of the people who, who, who came up, as they say, by the bootstrap, mm -hmm. and they didn't stop. They, everything that was meant to block them 
became an elevator to them mm -hmm. to get to another level and to see uh, uh, what is happening in their lives is just awesome to me. I just, I love it. And she influences um, so many other people in, in the community, as well as family members who are making some strides and doing some things because of, of what she and Shatan are doing. Mm. I love their story. I started following them maybe a couple months ago because I saw even other influencers talking about them. And then I ended up being friends with her on Facebook and just seeing even them opening during a pandemic. But people are sharing, people are going by there and they're just anticipating when, as we say, um, <laughs> our, our world, well, really not even our world, our nation opens up again in order for us to be in person. But just, I, I can't wait to go there and try it out. And just, I didn't know her backstory, but that <laughs> makes it even sweeter. It makes it even sweeter. Right, and she's she's even gotten a a a, na a national consultants program dealing with the issues of diversity and population uh, diversity. So we've got to we've got to give some kudos to people who are making it in the midst of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, what do you think was your biggest takeaway? from sitting with Kina and just hearing a little bit about her story when it involves influence, leadership, and power in this community. That Kina is giving back to the community. She, she lost a lot in her She went through unbelievable issues. And many times she'll tell you what that was, they were choices that she made that wasn't good for her life. But the greatest news was that she's not blaming everybody else for what happened in her life. She decided to do something about it. I'm going to make a change and I'm going to work to change lives of others that I come in contact with. She has worked so hard with young people in this community, and they all know her, too. Yeah, they do. And they respect her. Yeah, because when they try to run a game, she'll tell them, you running a game, mm -hmm. you know, but if you want to get real, she's going to be there with them to help them to get through whatever they're going through. But we're not going to play. We're going to be we're going to be in, we're going to be on this this road to to a better life. And uh, that to me is the biggest takeaway that she's, she's living her faith and she's allowing other people to walk with her, not behind her, but walk beside her as they get to their potential and their greatness. Mm. I do have one story. Well, I have many with, with Kina, especially with us working out and riding bikes this summer. Um, we were riding our bikes down Broadway, approaching Empire. Yeah, we were approaching Empire. And there were two young men walking. And 
it was either someone was blowing their horn at us to get our attention, you know, and wave or just speaking, you know, because it it was okay, they're all riding their bikes, okay. And then once they notice who I say, Kena and Toya know everybody. So once they notice who they were, they were either stopping or had something to say. But these two young men were walking and one of them was sagging his pants. And so I mean sagging, sagging. So Kena spoke to him and then she said, um, and in a joking, it was like a joking way, but it was loving and it was, you knew she meant business. She said, um, pull up your pants, young man. Both of y'all pull up your pants. And they pulled them up and, I mean, adjusted their belts and everything. And uh, she said, now I want y'all to have, you know, enjoy the rest of your day. They was like, oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I said, so you're just going to be in mommy mode all the time? She said, listen, if I'm not telling them, she said, if I, what did she say? If I, if I see something wrong, I'm going to say something. And <laughs> she said, they could have said something back to me. They could have cussed me out. But she said, no, I just, all I saw was their tail is I'm riding up behind them. Now I don't want to see that. Nobody else want to see it. But just she was setting that standard for okay it's okay to say something in love like it was how she said it and it was how they received it but I mean I got plenty of stories like that with Kena especially Kena and Toya this summer so um but that's another conversation for another day (laughs) Ah. so we're going to go into our next story story time was with Oh my gosh, we have so many clips to go through on this next one because I did not know most of um, Miss Benita Mitchell's story and just the influence of that legacy with the family and just how she has been influencing young people for such a long time. Um, I know that she has a studio downtown that um, quite a few people utilize and they're able to like record music, uh, record like videos, just do a number of things. But I want you to tell me, why did you choose to um, interview Miss Mitchell? Bonita is, oh, that is my girl. She is one of the most awesome women who knows a lot about people, knows young people, has a love for this community, has a love for uh, all of God's people. And there is no way I could leave her off because (laughs) most people don't know all that she does. Most people have no idea all that she gives to people and the words of wisdom that has prompted her to do and be who she is today. I want to hear from Miss Benita because she talks about the good in Ben Harbor. It's like, do we always hear about the good in Ben Harbor? No, but I want to hear from her 
And she's going to give us a little bit about why she feels like there's good in Ben Harbor. And uh, we'll come back to you and see what you have to say. There are great people. Mm. When people tell you that nothing good can come out of Benton Harbor, mm. what, what is your response? That means Jesus didn't die because we're all God's children. Because we're all different colors, different environments, some with money, some without money, some with education. God, it's, just, it's disheartening to, to say that nothing can come can good can come out of any any place God has created. There's a lot that comes out of this place. People mm -hmm. love the Lord in this place. People are helping people to best to the best of yes, their knowledge. Yes. And we can't we can't judge the fact that there's a lot of people that are in poverty. We have to look at where it stems from. And are we going to be a part of the solution and, and acknowledge the great things people are doing versus focusing on the negative things that continues to rotten the entire basket of apples, Bertha? There's yeah. a lot that a lot of blessed people, a lot of beautiful souls that are here in Benton yeah. Harbor because this place belongs to Jesus. Because I have... Let me see, I know for sure I've interacted with her probably two or three times. And every time she speaks, it's like you listen. You listen to every word Miss Bonita says, like every word. It's like, okay, it's just too many nuggets. It's 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 too much goodness. It's and just I want people to know a little bit about her backstory. Like, what's Miss Bonita's story? So if you could tell a story about Miss Bonita, what would that be? Uh, boy, there's so many. <laughs> As most people are aware, I'm, I'm co-founder of Strong Women of Faith Breast Cancer Support Group in Benton Harbor, the first type of initiative like that in, in the Southwest Michigan. And we've had people very, very ill uh, in this group. And I came to Benita one day and said, Benita, I have a member who is ill, not doing well. Uh, she lives in Elkhart, Indiana. Can you please go and sing to her while we take her some love? Benita got in the car with me. <laughs> And we wrote, we picked up another person and we went to Elkhart and just made a difference in this lady's life. We had another member in Benton Harbor who was, who was terminally ill and we wanted to bring her some love. And so we created a mini program and it was her husband, it was their anniversary. And, uh, uh, so we brought flowers. We were going to buy flowers for the husband. I didn't have to buy it. Benita paid out of her own pocket for roses and gave them to the husband behind the scene so that he could bring them out to his wife uh -huh. and make it special. And she, she did a mini concert and we had some of her friends over and whatever. My God, there's, there's just so, many positives that I can 
share with you, but um, those are some of the things that that um, she's done to influence um, other people in the community through this group uh, that we have. So as we all know, um, Black Don't Crack, and if you were to see Miss Benita, you would, um, you probably wouldn't even be able to guess her age. Cause even when I met her, I was just like, this woman did what? When? Like, no, not, not this woman I'm speaking to. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Um, but even in this phase of her life, she is um, working a lot with youth and she speaks about basically motivating youth in the community and what Ben Harbor motivation looks like. So let's hear from Ms. Benita when she talks about both. The family of givers, okay? And my mother was such a singer that, and my sister Alice, that I watched them from the, the spiritual perspective and I mimicked them, but Stevie Wonder, which is my story, Stevie Wonder at the age of five, I sang his songs because I felt so insecure, but the Lord allowed me to sing his songs at the age of five. And all he talked about was love and unity to help shape my social side, the social side of who I am, Bertha, and to feel confident of what God gave me. So at five years old, I'm singing this man's songs which shaped my entire character of love. And he, the Lord allowed me to work with him as a result of wanting to help his mother feel good about herself. Wow. And she introduced me wow. to her son because she was <laughs> so elated of how, you know, the line that I, I took to her out of the clothing line. Yes, she yes. felt beautiful. I wanted mm. every woman, everybody to feel beautiful more so than what I felt Bertha. And as a result of me wanting to, this fully figure lady, which was Stevie Wonder's mother, to feel great, we end up meeting him. We took over his wardrobe team for like 10 years, traveled all over the country. That's why I was in New York City, at, uh, uh, the Plaza Hotel for five weeks, shopping up and down Fifth Avenue, Brunei, uh, Nelson Mandela's birthday, you name it. <laughs> the Lord has graciously yeah. favored me, Bertha. My job is to give it back and to inspire people that dreams do come true. God is real. And it doesn't matter where you are. He can meet you where you are. And you give yes. it back so graciously with a smile. And even though I, I know that as a leader of influence in this community, sometimes you not always receive mm. the same treatment that you give out or whatever, but you still have a smile and you still have a kind word for those who would uh, seek to do you harm. Uh, and, and, and that is truly a gift. Bertha, I, I, <laughs> let me tell you, I, I, I get teary-eyed thinking about it because when you come into a community and all you want to do is help and um, people, the lack of understanding of really what you're trying to do, people think that you're connected to money, connected to fame, um, but what they don't understand is you're connected to the love and the favor God has given you so you can genuinely go out and give that back. And I used to take it very personal, Bertha, but now the Lord kind of checked me. He's like, Benita, they're not after you. There's no good in you. They're after me. <laughs> they're after the you in me. So remember that if you're doing the work of the kingdom, 
like Jesus. They tried to kill him. So who am I? I've got to stay focused on the job I'm, I'm, I'm set here to do. And that's to exude the love of God. Die to my flesh every morning, which I've got to because it's painful. But that's when the Lord takes over, Bertha. Yeah. He takes over and carries that burden and reminds me that it's all for him. It's all for him. Oh, when you when you think of the city of Benton Harbor, do you have a story of, of something that really motivated you in the city of Benton Harbor to just to continue the work that you're doing? Yes, when we first came to Benton Harbor, um, the program we had in the in the part of our program, celebrate life and pursue your dreams. There was a section that was a um, a diamond in the rough. And one of the students we worked with had major challenges, but the Lord allowed us to work with this child for years and years and uh, even to college. And I was able to see various kids who were hurting, very talented, but hurting. And at that point, that's when the Lord's like, you know what? No, we got to set up camp here. So when people come into this environment, Bertha, at the ISM Academy, it's a wow effect that they know that dreams do come true in spite of the pain, the, the things that are going on in the environment, the, um, the, the suicidal thoughts, the drugs, the, the dads in prison, all everything imaginable, that God has a place here that yeah. they can come and dream. Yeah. And that's what, that has been my life here. When I walk and go into these schools, that's what I would always want to exude, that there's hope. In the midst of your darkness, there's hope. Wow, that, that is so very true. We have so many gems in yeah. this community that sometimes I'm just like, are we worthy? Just that story she told, even with her connection to, man, because um, it was a little piece of her story and how it impacted like the bigger picture. Her talking about her self-esteem and then how kind of stepping outside of herself led her to working with Stevie Wonder. Like, okay. And then coming back to this community and doing so much within it and continuing to do so much. Um, but it's almost like she's doing legacy work. And I know we'll talk about that coming up like in a few minutes, but um, yeah, I'm just blown away. So even when you recorded um, this interview, it was inside of the ISM Academy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. And just even being in there, like, what was that like? Because it just, even from looking at the video, it's just, and even myself being in there, it was just like, wow, this is a space where young people can really launch so many things. Mm -hmm. What was that energy I, like for you? It, it's a, it, you, you feel uh, that something, it's about to happen. That's going to feel good. Uh, I've been in there when there have been numbers of children there that have been bussed in. 
And when you see all of the excitement for the first time in their lives, seeing a live studio Mm -hmm. in there, seeing a room where young people can sit and talk to about to each other about issues that are going on, uh, that they can uh, enjoy snacks, they can enjoy time uh, and work that's going to make a difference in their lives. And you see the excitement at knowing that uh, I'm being exposed to something that's great. And then your pictures on the wall with, with Stevie Wonder and so many other celebrities that she knows and uh, uh, they're just, they're fascinated by the whole approach. And so I always leave out of there energized and feeling that, you know what, on to the next thing. Let's move it. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> it's like a place of motivation. I was, just, it's, it's almost like, how can you not want to create in there? It is that energy of, I've, mm-hmm. I, those creative juices get to flowing in. Okay. Yeah. I can totally see this happening. Okay. And even with Miss Bonita's energy, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm not going to force you, but I am going to encourage you throughout this. Journey. And even though, and even though she doesn't talk about God in the, in the schools or with whatever, she's not, you know, saying what she's saying to me all the way through about faith, but you see it in her. Yeah. Yeah. You see it, you hear it in her voice and you know that you've been to church. It's like, what is not the name of the church. I just know I've been with this woman and somehow we went to church. Funny you say that because, as I said before, I wanted to go into talking a little bit about family legacy because even in this area, it's almost like who doesn't know the McAfee's? Because I know even you and I have have spoke about it, and you were saying, yeah, you know, back in the day there was McAfee Hill, and um, me hearing that from my grandmother and her twin, those stories are even. Uh, Pastor McAfee, uh, <laughs> funny story. I would, um, it would be family reunions. It would be funerals in Detroit. No matter what, Pastor McAfee and First Lady were with my Aunt Ernestine and Uncle Willie in that van. And for the longest time, I thought that they were blood relatives because they were at all, <laughs> they were at everything. I said, oh man, they're not related to us. They're like not a distant cousin. <laughs> Saying no, they're like family, but I mean, my family knew them, and I said, Okay, he got to be family because they, I mean, they're everywhere. He's in pictures, she's in pictures, and but then hearing more about their stories, even with doing the grief work and knowing how important legacy is for them. I know that Miss Benita is going to talk a little bit about that in a second, but. I want to hear from you about even what that, how much influence and leadership that family has had for generations on this community. Wow, that would that would take a lot of time. I just <laughs> I'll just give just a, a snippet of what I know. When you when you 
You say, McAfee, you don't have to wonder if people know you're talking about. They may not know which section of the McAfee, but they know collectively McAfee. And they understand that uh, when when you mention McAfee, you're you're going to you're going to be talking about people who stand together. So if you want to fight, you got the right family that that will love you and if you mess with one you just about mess with all of them <laughs> but the good the good news the good news is that if you if you need help they will be right there mm-hmm. to help you one of the things that i learned coming up was you didn't usually hear too many McAfee's going to jail <laughs> they had their, they had their own way of dealing with their family to put you in check. Um, (laughs) You, you, you saw, you saw family who wasn't afraid to challenge family, but you better not say anything. They might talk to each other, but you better not jump in it. You know, uh, I love the fact that they support each other. Mm -hmm. The caring is there. And if there's a, a big dispute, it's not all out in the streets. It's mm-hmm. something that's dealt with behind the scenes. And, and they will make things happen for each other. Why? Because we have the love and the support of family. Because mom and daddy, granny and papa taught us that family is everything. Mm-hmm. And that legacy is in place. And uh, if you don't want any problems, you got to walk there in. We can talk about that family for hours. But let's hear from Miss Benita. And she's talking about the, the McAfee family legacy of influence. Birth, I would like to um, kind of reiterate with that uh, growing up from birth with a powerful family and not only with the McAfee's, also with my mother's family, the Glaspers, who okay. had to flee um, down south because um, they, you know, they had slave owners. They, they were they were sharecroppers. Now, growing up, um, you know, in a family of influence, my mother, my mother's family, my father's family both had to flee from the South and come up here to make a living uh, because of issues being run out of the South. And my, the McAfee family helped desegregate the city I grew up in, which is my little village, which is all clear. So we grew up uh, humbly because it wasn't like we grew up with a silver spoon in our mouth, but we had to go through struggles. And the only thing that my grandma and my grandpa stood on was the word of God. <laughs> and it was just, a, um, we grew up, a close-knit family had issues, but we remembered our roots and who really was in control of us, Ms. Bertha. And it's the spirit of God. The McAfee's is a very powerful, loving family, um, not fearful at all, because we, we, our parents couldn't afford to be fearful. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here to this day. So um, it's not that it's something that uh, people don't understand. That's why a lot of times people don't know your story. 
Mm-hmm. But if they really understand the struggle and everything you've had to go through, the faith that you've had to endure, um, they can't be mad at you when God gives you the favor because you decided to trust him. Oh. All right now. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Woo! I want to speak to even what you said and even what Miss Benita said, Miss Bertha, is that village mindset, that community mindset that um, we said sometimes we feel like we've gone away from that. And I was even reading a thread on Facebook yesterday. It was um, some young men that grew up, I think they grew up on Columbus and they talked about um, just playing basketball and they they began to name like the the neighbors that had a huge impact on their lives. And they also stated, um, I don't even remember the name, but I'm, I'm just gonna say um, Miss Ann. He was saying, but that was the time in our lives when Miss Ann could check us. If we were out of line, and our mom was not around, Miss Ann could check us and we respected Miss Ann. And it's almost like, how do we get back there? How do we get back to, because um, even with, with working with, with teenagers and working with young people, and I still believe that that particular village mindset works. Like even with, when you said with the McAfee's that they checked each other or they didn't get out of line when they were away from that family. What would be some advice even for us? I'm saying, cause now I'm, I'm getting in the age group that I'm work. I'm twice the age of the young people that I'm working with, but how do we get back there of that community or that respect level? Like how, or how do we lose it? How do we get back there? What, what, what can we do? Ms. Bertha? What can we do? Well, you know, we, we can't do anything about the past, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but what we can do is just take what we're given right now Uh, in the way of their presence. And we've got to model the behavior that we want. We've got to speak the language that we want to hear. And we've got to be less judgmental, knowing that some of the places that they've come from is foreign to us today. Yeah because we can't even imagine where some of these young people have been. They've skipped the ABCs. They skipped, they went, they were at A and they totally skipped C and went all the way to Z in of issues that have approached them. And uh, we, we can only give of ourselves as much as they will allow us to. But as I said, if we model, if we speak, and if we love, I believe that we may not reach everybody, but we'll reach the ones who most need it, Mm. I believe. 
So we want to end Miss Bonita's segment with she talks about the greatest hope for youth. And um, then I'll come right back to you. It can send all kinds of messages that allow people not to feel the level of pain. It speaks to you in a way that is actually helping you and you don't really know it. Mm-hmm. With the music, with the journal series of empowering, the just me, that these feelings I've got journals, the cherish your life journals, the dreams, pushing people into purpose, letting them know mm-hmm. that they matter, allowing them to be a part of the solution without them even knowing it. Yes. But we've got to empower our people to move beyond the environment. And that's in every community. But this community, and then help with the bottom line. Help with careers so Mm -hmm. parents can go back to school because they feel valuable. We've empowered them enough, Bertha, to make them feel valuable. Benita, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about some of the issues around leadership that are so very important to not only ourselves, but to so many people. And right now we're in desperate need of strong leadership uh, in this country and even worldwide. People are struggling because as you said, we need more love. Yes. We need more people to care. We need more action. So my question to you, Ms. Bertha, what was your biggest takeaway after your conversation with Ms. Benita Mitchell? That love is the key to everything that we hope to accomplish, uh, whether it be in the schools, in the community, um, in our churches, uh, and faith and love together will make a difference uh, in the communities that we serve. But it takes action, and that means that we got to get up and we got to do what needs to be done in order to uh, save lives and uh, benefit the lives that are in this community. Okay, y'all. What I what did I say before? What did I say before? You have to come back each week because each week is a new story, a new conversation, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. I'm telling you, if you haven't been watching since week one, you better go back now so you can catch up for next week because next week we will conclude our three parts conversation with Miss Bertha around topics of influence, leadership, and power, and how it's impacting the 49022. So this special series for the Please Do Tell podcast, Everyday People of the 49022, we'll catch you next week for part three. See you then.